two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right. <sighs> New year, new season. Season yes. two, yeah, famous, uh, famous for this podcast. Still, we have not managed to change the name, so that's we're still stuffed into the same podcast, I guess. Right, a man for all seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is what that? Is, I was just going to ask you, what is that? I just heard season, <laughs> a man for all seasons. I think I had to write some paper about that to be allowed into some retreat, like. High lie, the high school something uh, leadership. Le- leadership, yeah. Yeah. Something. Um, a man for all seasons, like write a, a paper a about that. I don't know. I still don't know. What, so like, I think I just ended up writing a paper about um, being well-rounded because I thought that's what it meant. Like, oh man, like a jack of all trades. Okay, so yeah. Wait, yeah, really? I, I think so. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good at basketball. um you know i'm you know i'm in the choir at school (laughs) so i try to get involved in a few different things man for all seasons may i come to the retreat that's amazing (laughs) yeah it's it's got to be like a a musical or a play or a book or something (laughs) and that's really good i think it probably is a, a work of art and i was supposed to be reporting on it but I think it was just like, write a paper about a man for all seasons. I was like, all right. So like soccer season. Yeah. I, I, I play fullback. <laughs> you know, the winter is shared. My time is split between choir and basketball. So that's a, <laughs> that's two in one season. Yeah. Oh, man. That's really good. What, what do you think uh, the review process was like? on that? <laughs> I think it was probably like he's got you know, he must do very poorly in school. We need uh diversity. He can be like our, our special diversity hire, maybe. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was a more like genius angle. Like, wow, we had, didn't have anybody give such a incorrect answer. This must wrap around to being some kind of genius. Right. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that, I mean, at least from a boredom perspective, they're all reading the same, like, book reports about this play or whatever it is and then you you come in with just talking about what you do in each of the different seasons (laughs) well i guess i could see where he's coming from (laughs) right i remember in act two shakespeare writes that doweth host thou so yeah i kind of (laughs) relate yeah that is really nice yeah um yeah, I, I think I'm very confident that it's going to be an actual, it's not going to be that you were supposed to write about how you were a man for all seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it started with like, being a man for all seasons is not easily done. I think that was like my opening line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Uh, yeah, that's... And I think I was supposed that, to be, like, selling myself. Or I thought I was supposed to be, like, selling myself to, like... Right. <laughs> here's one of... Uh, you know, here's the amount of seasons there are. Here are that many reasons why you yes. should accept me into your thing. Right. There's, there's 
more than one season and to be a man for all of them is not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, you like subtitle each section a, a man for summer. Peter Booth, a man a man for summer. Yeah. One time I went 4 for 5 with 5 R- RBIs, you know. RBI, yeah. R- yeah, RBIs. You don't put the S on there. I stands for innings. Batted in, ins. Run batted ins. Runs batted in. Right. RSBI. Yeah. Yow, RSBI. Yowza. You got to talk yeah. that one through. Yep. RSBI. RSBI. <clears throat> well, that is nice. Um, I'm trying to think <laughs> what other, uh, if there are any other good book reports. Because I don't hmm. remember ever reading any of the books. So I'd... Yeah. I think I did something one time in Lit 250. And I, I did something where I compared... Uh, I compared the two Home Alones. You're supposed to compare two <laughs> two works of art or something. And I was like, "Oh, Home Alone one and Home Alone 2. The Bird Lady is the shovel guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. something that you came up with, like on the fly, or is that something that you you had like weeks and weeks to think about, and that's what you came up with? Yeah, it was. A, it was like a bit I would do once in a while too. Like I was like, "All right, do I have any like already?" you know, written or talked about ideas. I was like, oh, I've been doing this. Uh, oh, the bird lady's just a shovel guy. Did you guys notice that bit for a while? Maybe <laughs> I can put that down on paper. <laughs> yeah, the shovel guy isn't, isn't as memorable to me. I, I remember that there was a shovel guy, yeah. But the, that he was a much smaller character in, in Home Alone 1 than the bird lady was in 2, right? Well, I think they realized what a good character this role could be the the originally scary person who turns out to be the wisest um you know old person around okay you you'll have to remind me how uh how does the shovel guy come back and and you feel free to spoil it uh oh, yeah. how does the has the shovel guy come back into play in in home alone one what's i think what does he hit one of the robbers with the shovel and save them save kevin and okay. then he, and then kevin runs into him at church later um, and then he tells him that story about, I decided to start a shoveling company. <laughs> yeah. A singing shoveling company. Um, they recruited a few kids from the choir who were there. Um, but I think the old guy is telling him about his son, like a couple years ago, didn't talk anymore, you know, whatever, like, and then at the end, Kevin sees that guy hugging his son in like the rear view. Maybe it's been oh, so long, man. Wow. Okay. All right, and, then, and it yeah. turned out that was actually the bird lady. <laughs> yeah, right. The The guy who played uh, the shovel guy's son ends up playing the bird lady. I wrote about that in the report, too. <laughs> I was like, and they just took the actor. <laughs> um, Got it. Dr. Brumble um, hated me already, really didn't like that paper, and poked me in the chest when I like asked if I could do extra credit at the end of the semester. Ooh. Like a kind of an aggressive poke, or yeah, like, yeah. Who do you think you are? Yep. Mm. Like, and I think if you would, and like rhythmically tapping my chest bone. Oh ooh. man, sternum yep. poke. Yep, sterny p. Wow. What? So, what did grade did you wind up getting on the Home Alone paper? I think a C minus. Okay. <laughs> Which was like good for me. Yeah, like that was if you grade on my curve, I think that's like. And A. B plus. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. A, <laughs> right, B plus, A minus. 
Um, gotcha. I, I remember bringing home C minuses and like my dad being proud a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Do you have any of those papers? I Man, I must have some sample of like thinking I was a good writer, but like being, you know, on some should be sent to some hospital, but <laughs> getting by on manners or something. I'm not sure what was going on, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think you were willing to do more than somebody who was, had completely given up. Right. I would be nice to the manners, person. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I would be nice to the person telling me you must, must do better than this. or You're not going to be able to continue to go to school here. Right. <laughs> I was nice to that guy. I was like, well, all right, just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the guy they hired to tell kid, like, those like firing companies, but for telling kids they're going to fail, maybe. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. George Clooney flies around the country in a private jet telling kids they're going to fail the fourth grade. Right. <laughs> now, listen, I don't know that the George man has a, has a voice to do either. Clooneberg? Yeah. Judge Clooneberg. Yeah, I, I don't know what he sounds like. Bearded uh, buzz cut Clooneberg in the uh, new Netflix movie, which I, I have not um, had the time for. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, yeah, didn't he almost die when he was filming that? Huh. Just of old Maybe. age? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I think like... Cause the he, character gets killed and they accidentally killed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just uh, no, I think he he is dying. Well, I I don't think that. I'm very sure because I saw it uh, that he's dying. But his character is dying in the movie, and uh, I he guess got he so almost, into the role. Yeah, he like was. <laughs> um, yeah, just like going, you know, following along with somebody else who was dying, I guess, and then <laughs> they just got him sick. <laughs> Oh, that'd be, yeah, you got to be careful maybe if you're like spending a lot of hospital time in the hospital with along somebody who's passing away, you just start like mirroring their movements and you accidentally get swept into the, the pass away. Right. Yeah. Cause it's just a series of movements. <laughs> it's a pass away. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki pass away. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, I don't know that you make it a musical, but George going around and, and telling kids they didn't pass, I think before he, he passes, we write the movie and ask him. Uh, is it more, is it like a motivational thing or is it just telling them that they're they're out, they failed and they're out of the school? I think it's just the the company doesn't want to break it. We we outsource our, our breaking bad news to people, breaking bad. Yeah, I see. Like, okay. So, you know, St. John's Catholic Elementary, you know, Father uh, O'Reilly calls in the George man to do his bidding. Right. That's good. Yeah. And the bidding, though, is just to say, hey, uh, you know, one at a time they gather the kids that are failing. And when you fail out of a school, what's what's that like? Because kids do fail out of school, right? Yes, I think so. And, well, yeah, because what's the difference between continuing to fail them, like, okay, you fail twice, Maybe, maybe it's like a three strikes you're out kind of thing. Cause there was a kid who started in the grade above us was in our class for a while and then finished in the grade below us. So maybe he was on one more go and he would have been, you know, out on the street. 
I'm not sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good good question. Yeah, I guess that, that that's maybe they hired George for those. Just like, all right, we got a third timer here, and maybe it just lessens the blow. It's like, ah, well, but then you would incentivize people. Like, I just want to meet George Clooney. I'm going to fail three grades. That's a good point. Yeah. So you got to have someone else <laughs> who looks like George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indistinguishable from George Clooney. <laughs> Just so you have to pay a little bit less, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you take a guy who looks nothing like George Clooney, give him okay. very expensive surgery <laughs> to look exactly like George Clooney. <laughs> Send him in. Right. Because the key is you don't want people to intentionally fail just to get to meet George Clooney. So if it's just right. some guy who looks exactly <laughs> like George Clooney, who, nobody wants to see that. Right, because you're just disappointed. You're like, holy shit, it's, oh, wait a minute, no. George Clooney has that freckle on his hand. <laughs> you don't. And then once you you have everybody believing that it's just some guy who looks exactly like George Clooney, now you swap in the real George Clooney. <laughs> right, for the people Which is who. what you always wanted. Right, it's for the people who, like, failed honestly for three times. You want to save George for those people who genuinely failed three times. They're going to need a, a little uh, pick-me-up. And what better way to, like, have a cup of coffee with uh, George Klunberg? Well, or to them, somebody who looks just like him. <laughs> right, because at that Even point, they think... the real one. Yeah. <laughs> right, because they're so used to the standard of, you know, if, if they sense anybody's failing just for that one reason, you get the fake one. And only the, like, people who passed the genuinely failed three test. But, it, but, yeah, it doesn't mean as much to them because they think it's the fake. It's a complicated system. It's what we're famous for. Is anybody out there training dogs to do some higher level jobs? I mean, I know you have like the, the shepherd dogs and the like bark and make the sheep go over here. That's probably the same thing. <clears throat> but anybody trying to, you know, stand on the shoulders with this one? Um, I think you got the occasional guy who ha trains a dog to go get a beer for him out of the fridge. Right. So I was thinking, if you train these guys up a level, it'll also create jobs for the people who have to train them. So I think you're getting, it's an idea for like increasing, eventually maybe we'll have to do less work, but also we're creating jobs in the meantime by hiring people to train these, <laughs> train these right. dogs to do the job. Yeah, and I guess you could probably hire some people to come up with the list of jobs that dogs could do, too. So that would be getting more jobs out there. I think that, I think there are, um, you know, you got you got your drug-sniffing dogs. That's pretty high level. Okay, that's, yeah, that's like FBI level or whatever. You got C&I dogs, right? You have... Um, uh, oh, therapy dogs therapy dogs you yeah. have like a diabetic dogs that just detect whether or not you have diabetes and then just bark like crazy just it, once once they discover you have diabetes right that's a that's incredible <clears throat> what about like you know i just think move it up a level at a time so like just one of the guys like a doorman who just says good morning and holds the door i think okay you could have a dog i'm not i'm not saying that's like a, a low-level job. I'm just saying, 
a dog, I'm thinking about their physical abilities and just like, yeah, I think they could stand there and like learn how to lean up against the door and bark when somebody walks by. Right. (laughs) That would be cool. Aren't you saying it was a low level job though? I mean, because you were saying that let's just move it up one level from like the bottom. Right. Yep. I was, maybe that wasn't the most kind way to say that. Um, But I guess what I'm saying, thinking about dogs capabilities first, forget the order going into this. I'm thinking okay. what let's think from the from dog up. Um <laughs> I think they could and I think they would look good in those outfits too like a nice uniform on a dog. Yes. And, and like, what about this one? Uh, yeah. what, what cuz a doorman I think you got to uh you got to operate like you got to solve problems on the fly. You got to uh there's lots of things that you might have to do. It's not just a hello, how are you? No, I'm talking about just the hello, how are you guys? I'm not talking about the guy who sits at the desk and like, you know, rings people in and takes care of the deliveries and looks at the security cameras. I'm talking about just the guy who like says good morning and holds the door. And if that guy also does other jobs, the dog would just be responsible for this one part of that guy's. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it's like a part-time two hour a day or however often this guy does that. Like a Walmart greeter too. Okay. Yes. Yep. There you go. Checks the receipts and says good morning. Oh, those guys check the receipts. I want to say the they're readers? looking at receipts on the way out to the uh, the hello people. Maybe the, maybe it's two different categories. I think these days they got a security guy who who is the receipt checker. Okay, um, and then the greeters are just nice, kindly old folks who are just uh, saying hello, welcome to Walmart. Ah. Yeah, take your order. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go and put all the stuff in the cart for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you could create a few jobs by hiring a bunch of people to train them <laughs> yes that's true yeah somebody could get out there and train these walmart employees to come up with more dog jobs you could give that job to them i think think greeter is good the uh i mean like an elevator man if you could train the train the dog to hear the number and then hit that number that'd be oh yeah definitely that's doable and that'd be a fun one that'd be like a good you could probably charge extra per night dog elevator guys like you could charge an extra 25 a night yeah imagine the tips (laughs) right the dog like knows how to bark um there's some sign on the elevator inside that says Two barks means, may I have a tip, please? Or something that corresponds. We could work okay, out those yeah. details later. But like a corresponding, so the amount of things, two scratches on the stool means the dog likes you or something. Right. Hitting the wrong number means that he really likes you. Please give him a tip. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> then your bases are covered because he's not that good at the job, to be honest no. with you. <laughs> he's not going to be good. <laughs> he hits the wrong buttons all the time, but it's just kind of cute. <clears throat> yeah. And that's only because he likes you. So. <laughs> right. But I think there's something there with the uh, corresponding chart on the elevator. Because what does a dog do? It scratches, barks, um, puts their paw up in the air, high fives. They, they got a lot of different stuff that they could correspond with. Like, And you know what? Maybe there's a prank company in there that does a few like two barks means and then like, um, nah, you know, no reason to bring pranks into it. Okay. I, I'm good with I'm good with backing up on the prank part, but what other stand on the shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of what else a dog would, it would be pretty good at. I mean, obviously they're good at lots of stuff with uh, smelling, but like, what are the regular menial, uh, like you know, day to day type 
jobs that a dog would be good. Oh, okay. Um, maybe like a a toll booth guy or a ticket taker of some kind? Okay. Yeah, ticket taker. I almost think they're not doing enough at that job. That's not didn't even make it worth it to make that a dog job. Right. Right. Hire a bunch of people to train them. <laughs> what about like uh a... yeah i don't know <laughs> dentist <laughs> definitely like one of the early dentists the guy who comes in like is just nice like the host for dentistry Right, which are, what are those kind of dentists? <laughs> that first dentist they hit you with is just not even a dentist at all. Yeah, I think it's just like a good-smelling, typically pretty woman who like knows how to hand you a cup and like honestly just makes you feel special. Like like this is a special day. You're at the dentist. Right. Is that? Uh, I wonder if that's like the ultimate. Yeah, like we're make, we're assuming that that person's like a lower on the totem pole pole than the guy who comes in and doesn't do anything but maybe that's after you get after you're the the guy who comes in and does the thing and i don't mean guy like uh you know at in the, in the uh sex biological sex sense of it right yeah uh, my dentist is a woman my Mine final per- yep. my final person is a woman um but you're right that usually the first person is also a, a good smelling woman yeah um, <laughs> But like, yeah, what if that's just the ultimate? You get to do that when you finally have done it all. Right. They just give you a nice bottle of perfume and like say, hey, here's here's a picture. Be this prettier, prettier, and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. No. <laughs> um, no, they, of course, don't do that. But it does, it does seem like they split up the job of dentist into these three different jobs, though. Right. Junior, senior, and yeah, novice. Like, yeah, there's the person who... Now has you come in and like just use they just instruct you to use mouthwash for a while because I guess for COVID reasons yeah, you do the you do mouthwash for like that, a minute. That's, that's what, what dentist then. is now. You just get on Zoom and he's like, "All right, use some mouthwash." <laughs> <laughs> All right, now brush him. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's it. I smell him. Uh, <laughs> And that yeah, there's the person. There's that person who doesn't do anything. They just make you feel comfortable, make you feel good about yourself. The person who actually cleans your teeth, and then the uh, the person who comes in and is supposed to be like really sociable with you. It seems like right, you know, and just talks to you. And like, it's almost yeah. It's maybe it's a good cop bad cop thing. Like the one of the early dentists make you think everything is all good. Like you are doing a super job brushing. You know, like that, like just stumped like that. You're like, oh god, uh, your head's like blown up. And then the the dentist, um, the third level dentist comes in and is like, you know, you have a terrible overbite. And, you know, I'm gonna add these things to the back of your mouth. Like, what about right. the the first dentist? Yeah, I'm gonna assign you a dental dog to help you do all this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right, early. One of the early dentists who, but then as we wrapped around, that's the highest one. So maybe the middle dentist, (laughs) they could train a few dogs. Um, Yeah. 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 Dentists just used to be one person. You just had a dentist. They would clean your teeth. 
they would whatever dress up as a woman put perfume on (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) dress in a dog costume (laughs) show up like your teeth right went to months of how to walk around like a dog training (laughs) hired all the people to run that training (laughs) (laughs) created a bunch of jobs by yeah <laughs> by hiring all the people to teach at that school that teaches you <laughs> oh boy <clears throat> yeah yeah put dogs to work a little more and because i think they like it and they're our friends you know bowling alley guy uh the guy who, uh, that person just gets the shoes they spray off the shoes um you know they, so you'd have to be able to have the dog understand what size go get a pair of shoes in that size yep but then again you would just say if he gets you the wrong size it just means he likes you (laughs) (laughs) right that sign that is you know maybe those are the people who really come out of that ahead the sign companies like make a killing off all the things explaining what all the different dogs motions mean yes yep so you have to hire a bunch of people to come up with all those signs It's what we're famous for. All right. 2021. Uh, what, uh, any, any New Year's resolutions? Uh, maybe not for you personally, but for the podcast, like on, on behalf of the podcast. Hmm. Uh, what do you think New Year's resolution wise? Um, I think we, uh, how about another uh, true crime musical, you know, halfway house production, half written, half improd, um, lay it on the line, podcast to podcast. Okay. All right. A true, another true crime, a true EC. Yeah. So you got maybe John Bonet or maybe, maybe a fiction based on, and you know, I'm not a big fiction guy, but fiction in the sense that it's not true, but no magic. Okay, an untrue crime. Right. False crime with no magic. Um, maybe a style of that where it maybe it's the uh the if John Bonet had uh if John Bonet hadn't been killed musical. Okay, gotcha. Just everything's fine. Just right. The John Bonet Ramsey story, but nothing bad happens at all. She just like goes on to keep winning pageants. Right. Mr. Mr. Bonet, um, Continues to like successfully embezzle money or whatever, probably horrible crime he was doing involving money. Successfully gets away with it every day of his life until he passes. She goes on to, you know, be a cheerleading coach and be in that show, cheer and coach that college team instead of uh, whoever did. And um, yeah, Clark, Burke. Burke just... um, what does Burke do? Burke becomes a uh, murderer still. I yes. <laughs> he He's the one that remains. Yep. He just kills somebody else instead of his sister. Yep. Just, you know, uh, just killed whoever was walking by that same day. If my sister's going to live, somebody else must die. I have it inside of me to kill. Yeah. Somebody else gonna die. Somebody else gonna die. Oh, inside of me, there's a killer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. What are there any other good true actual true crime candidates for a musical? Um I think Hernan Oh, I was going to say the Menendez brothers, but as I accidentally say Hernandez, maybe Aaron Hernandez. Um Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what would I'm trying to picture the Hearn man uh in a musical. That might be a funny image. Um like a big hard football player and he's this like, you know, wimpy soprano maybe in the musical. Okay, yeah, that could be a nice, but that might be just a little gimmick and then you don't have much else cuz the rest of the Aaron Hernandez story is a little dark and like not right. very you know, they Jamie Ramsey has Randy Newman in there, you got the gardener. There's a lot of right. fun There's a lot of fun pieces to that. Sure. I think we need something else other than like big strong guys with guns. Right. Tom Brady's like the comic relief in that one. Okay, now we're talking. I wanted to take the pressure off Aaron by kissing my son. (laughs) (laughs) And that was all a ploy in the, you know, that's in the story. Like Tom kissed his son like that um, to take the heat off the Hearn man, maybe. And I just think there's nothing wrong with the way he was kissing him. I didn't see it, the video of it, but, you know, dads kiss their sons on the lips. Uh, we can agree to disagree about that, but I think the 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 more egregious thing is the way he's kissing his dad. I think <laughs> his son's young enough that it's like kind of all right, fine. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's the way he's kissing his dad. They're like both in their early sixties, <laughs> <or> something like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. I think maybe that I was, you know, I was going to just compliment my singing impression of Tom Brady. I was like, but if you think about it, that voice, can't you see that really being Tom trying to sing? That's really what I was about to say, genuinely. And I was like, why would I want to come out with that? Um, but while, while it accidentally came out, uh, yeah, it can't was you see good. Tom singing that way? It was good, yeah. <laughs> He's got a touch of like, just a little bit. Yes. Yeah, like there's something in his way. In the, in the way of his mouth. Right? <laughs> Probably his father's tongue. <laughs> yeah, I keep a copy of my father's tongue in, in my mouth at all times. <laughs> my father's tongue. My father's tongue is good luck. What song is that? See how they run, see how they run. Yeah, Three Blind Mice. I think another uh, dark nursery rhyme, which is a friend of the podcast. But Oh, that's some horrible meaning you're like, Every song before 1920 just was a horrible song. So Three Blind Mice meant, you know, Hitler was right or something? I think so, yeah. God. Every song, man. There was not a single song before 1975 that wasn't about, you know, the worst possible topic. Right. They all are like sound very upbeat and fun. And then they're just all about like maiming people or something. Right. I seriously think... Oh, Shenandoah, like one of the most beautiful songs. And I think there's like half of it is really nice. It's like, you know, I I drove my son down the river and he fell in love with the girl or whatever. Nice, nice, nice. The the 16th verse is killing an entire civilization (laughs) is the right thing to do, you rolling river. (laughs) Uh, kill who you must <laughs> to advance your own people yeah it's just like 
yes, it gets horrible. dark. You can't. Yeah, they just weren't able to stick with a, an upbeat, happy thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, musical wise, I think the Herna- uh, Menendez is the better angle. Quite honestly, as as good as uh, Aaron Hernandez Tommy B musical could be, I think. Okay, and then so in the Menendez musical, does the plot? Because we always have to have our own spin on what the real story sure. is. Sure. So right. I guess the big question is, were they, in in the in our version, were they actually sexually abused? Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe we just flip it a little bit, like keep it, like maybe they were sexually abusing the parents. Yeah, <laughs> switch it a little bit. I like that. <laughs> um, honestly, when I first saw their story, I was like an instant believer that their father was doing that stuff. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but I think people, a lot of people, when I was like, oh, yeah, man, how fucked up is that? They're like, oh, that's such a lie. They weren't doing that. And I was like, oh, really? It was it was a classic case of uh, the guys in the UFO documentary. I was like, oh, I totally believe them. They said they saw it. Why would they lie? I had that with the Menendez boys. I see. I think that they prob- he probably was abusing them, too. But then I do think that they forgot about that and we're just making it up you know <laughs> both yeah like it did happen but they had completely successfully blocked it out right. and then they remade up that it happened exactly. it did happen to be true but they thought they were lying exactly that's that'd right. be a good spin for us to put on the musical okay yeah and just really get tied up explaining that the whole time so be like wait what do they have is the story here right <laughs> you guys are making it seem like they're making this up but it happened earlier in the musical we know that he did abuse them <laughs> Yeah, but they think they're making it up. <laughs> right. They remember that part where that guy came out, one of the stage crew guys came out all dressed in black and was like, hey, they don't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> he came out with that wig that had a label on it that said, hey, friendly reminder, they don't remember this happened. Ah, it's the director. Yeah, the sad, uh, the loser director comes out and explains the entire oh, plot of yes. it. Oh, you know? <laughs> yes. He thinks he's in it, but really, it's just such a confusing plot that, like, dude, you have to get out there. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> All right. So then, it, and then just thinking about characters in the in the musical. So obviously, you got the Menendez brothers themselves. You got the loser artistic director who keeps explaining that they they've they've <laughs> forgotten this thing. Right. Uh, and he keeps asking if he can wear a better costume than just a stage crew outfit, and they're like, "No, dude, it doesn't make." He's like, "Can I dress up like one of the Menendez guys?" Like. That's just going to confuse everything. <laughs> well, let me wear the Menen- the one brother who wore the wig. Let me wear his wig. No, this makes no sense already. Oh, one of them I wore really a wig. Me- That's right. Right. Father was like, you're balding. Wear a wig. You're 14. Like, come on, dude. Oh, man. That's weird. Yeah. And he's balding because he was treated so badly. That's obviously like a 14-year-old balding is like something's up. Oh, okay. Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> 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 I think so, though. Like premature hair loss at 14 the stress of this abuse you know yes. a real sad one looking out the window which i don't even remember <laughs> 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 but i'm told it'll be a good defense so when your back's against the wall <laughs> Go for the story that happened, but you've since forgotten. Reach for the story that actually happened, but you've since forgotten. 
And I think you can say forgot there instead of forgotten because I do like a grammatical um, concession. Not, a, I don't know if I'm, I thought I was too smart there for a minute. A grammatical concession. Some, concession. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Um, to make it fit a little better. I like that too. Yeah. The Beach Boys have a nice one of that in Sloop John B, I think. How's that go? Um, which one? Are, yeah. Come on, the Sloop John B. What's the grammatical part that I like? Let me go. The John B. Said. I don't remember, but I think there's a nice <laughs> grammatical uh, concession stand in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I have... don't think it's my grandfather and me because I think that's right. And it's one of those things where everybody thinks it's always and I, but no, me is my grandfather and me. I think that's absolutely right. I feel so broke up. Maybe. Or... Yes, I feel so broke up. That one. Yep. Okay, got it. Like broken up, I think would be the. The proper uh, predicate nominative there. Yes, you want to, you want that nominative in there. Uh, yeah, I yeah. like that. I like um, since forgot for, for that line there, huh? Eric, Eric Menendez. Yeah, Ricky and um, Lyle. Lyle never would have pulled Lyle. I I really had it nowhere. It came out of nowhere. Yep, it was it was a gift from from wherever. Um, so yeah, the brothers, the stage crew guy slash artistic director who makes a few announcements friendly reminders throughout and then that lawyer i think you got to have the lawyer man who i believe was a woman right that one right their, was, um, their own lawyer right who yes edie falco i want to say yes i think that was her name edie falco has a little bit of barb from shark tank to her a little bit of this uh, weird voice uh but way less like oh yeah, 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 yeah. she's like barb jr yeah, I see that. I hear that. Uh, <laughs> it's like a lollipop guild for some reason. Right. The lawyer guild. Yeah, and it was her idea to to re-come up with the uh, <laughs> sexual assault defense. Right. Did anything happen when you were children? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I guess you always throw a judge in the mix when you have a musical and there's court, you know? Yeah. Old deep voice judge. That'd be good. What about about an O.J. Simpson musical? Is it crazy that there's not one of those yet? Oh, yeah. What are they doing? That seems like a good thing to do. I guess maybe, you know, for the family, for the uh, Goldman... Sachs family. Uh, <laughs> Everybody who works there was really into the story, and I don't want to ruin it for them, you're saying? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the Juice musical. Call it Juice even, right? Yes, Juice the musical. All the way up to uh, current day, like, hello, Twitter world. Right. You know? Hello, yep. Twitter world. It's me, yours truly. <laughs> DK Metcalf started on my fantasy team. Oh, I'm the juice man. Yep. Yours truly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, OJ Musical, I think, is killer. Um, maybe modernize it with some Hamilton. You have Cochran doing like a rap for you don't... Uh, oh, yeah. If it doesn't fit, you must have quit. His whole thing is... is uh 
you know, Lin-Manuel-esque. Everything you said in that courtroom was, was a rhyme. Because if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Uh, the origin of this country was a lot of different things. Um. <laughs> you got Cato. You got Judge Ito. There's right. So many. So many. Get characters. Ken Jong to play Judge Ito. Yes. Oh, you man. know that's great casting right there. That's great yeah. backseat casting. Um, Thank you. Um, and then I think as a tribute to the dramatic version, you maybe keep Cuba as the Juice Man only because his voice was so incorrect for O.J. Simpson <laughs> that maybe it would be appropriate for the musical, like Bobby, Bobby, what should I do? Because that's how he basically talked. Like, come on, Bobby, what am I supposed to do here? Like. O.J. Simpson, I feel like, has a particularly deep voice. Yeah, it's definitely on the deep side. And that, Hello, yeah. Twitter world. <laughs> <laughs> um, Terrible choice on the voice for Cuba. Right. Yeah. Or Come like on, he makes no effort to even. It's like you've always said, like if you wind up as a person with a higher voice, just do an impression of somebody with a lower voice. It's very doable. Right. But Take Cuba, an impressions class. Yeah, Cuba made no effort. Yeah, I think that's, if you have... Right. If you can't sing, take an impressions class of somebody who can sing. Right. Just pay you them know? to do all your... Uh, <laughs> pay them to follow you around and learn how to like lip sync to them perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Pay somebody who looks exactly like them <laughs> <laughs> to get plastic surgery to not look like them. Have it all reversed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, good question. There's, I mean, if there's not an O.J. Simpson musical out there, like probably what, 15 different ones being written in the United States? Not in, 16, including this one? I don't know. Maybe people stay away from writing musicals about tragedies and murders and stuff. I don't know. I, if they do, it's a huge mistake because obviously the great success we've already seen with just the, uh, the small one that we've put together. Right. But, uh, maybe um, people try to, maybe people stay away from these things. I don't know. You know what's a great scene in this one? is the revamping of OJ's house. Like, it's almost kind of like a spoonful of sugar from Mary Poppins. Like, um... Perfect choice, yeah. You know, like, zapping it into place. So, like, when these jurors come through the house, it'll be more of a a better read for what they're looking for. Whatever. The revamping of OJ Simpson's house and the whoever was in charge of that spoonful of sugar style, upbeat... We'll get this place into shape if it's the last thing I do. And she's like swinging on the banister and stuff. Yeah. What did they wind up doing? Like, may, did, did, did they whiten it up or blacken it up? They made, like, they put like African yeah. uh, memorabilia or like paraphernalia, maybe decorations yeah, they, like all over the place. They made it less white, right? Yes. And, um, and that would play better to like the, the majority black jury that went. Why were they throwing people into his house anyway? Go look at his house? I don't know. Interesting. I, uh, we haven't written the musical yet, so I don't know anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. The revamping scene. I would like to really sit down and sink my teeth into that scene. I Maybe there's a huge, like... Uh undertaking to get the white Broncos scene you know you know how like in the lion king they do all these like great costumes where they build these big giraffes and and oh yes. people but they're like operating these giraffes and uh we got to do the same thing with the white bronco there's like 14 different people that create <laughs> the white bronco out of their yes. bodies you know 
Right. And they're like, uh, they're doing the rumbling for it. So they're doing like some tap dance with their feet that makes it look like it's speeding down the stage. Some nice right. optical illusion. Or, or um, maybe they actually do the uh, wheels like where they, you know, two or three people form an actual circle with their bodies, you know. Oh, they, cool. And they roll and that's how they do that. And they do that for each cop car that's chasing it too. <laughs> yes. Big cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And like each... Um, the the pavement that like the that the car is driving on is all people laying on the ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> just to, to, towards the end of trying to create more jobs too just to have the stage <laughs> be made out of people too <laughs> right all the audience isn't expecting like hey we're gonna need some more volunteers to play the stage <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fill the audience full of dogs too if you want to <laughs> that way give the dogs yeah. something to do. <laughs> hire a bunch of people to train them <laughs> train them to enjoy a shitty musical about OJ Simpson <laughs> right they keep they keep barking at the wrong parts of the, of the musical <laughs> no bad dog don't give him a treat but as far more so than the Menendez musical, I think Juice and Aaron Hernandez have more and better and like more to them characters. I think Hernandez, you you lose it after uh, brother's dad lawyer. Yeah, there's not much else there. But you have also <laughs> yeah Robert Kardashian played by Ross, Bobby right. the Cashman. Yep. That's a good character. I, I'm wondering who would play uh, Cato Kalen, and what you know. He, I feel like that's, uh, he's a possible Randy Newman plant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Randy Newman level like comic relief character a little bit. Yeah. Talk about being in the wrong place <laughs> at the wrong time. I never thought I would. I've, I've backed off on the rand. I, I think I'm meeting in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I got you shook. Now you don't. You're trying not to make him sound too ridiculous, but now you yeah. should bring him. Bring back the old Randy. Yes. Um, yeah, Cato. Yeah, I like that Randy Newman. This is the kind of stuff that should really happen in show business. Like, I'm trying to think of who else is a, a Randy. Paul Simon should pop up for little scenes in obscure plays you know yeah you're like oh my holy shit when paul simon came out and sang that quick little song that minor role yeah i thought it was really cool when i was uh seeing the punch brothers that jeff daniels just came out on the stage and like read read a paragraph out of moby dick for no good what <laughs> <laughs> really yeah i thought that was wow cool. that's incredible just that it happened i mean i i not that like I love Moby Dick. I love art. I love literature. I just mean like incredible that like that is such a weird plan. Right. A very weird thing to do. And that's that's what you're asking for. And I like it. You know, just have. He's not even known to be able to read, I don't think. No, I think that might have been part of why he came he out. He just, just learned. To, yeah. <laughs> prove a few of his doubters wrong. Maybe there's big Twitter <laughs> rumors that he can't read. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he was not able to get through it. So, 
<laughs> I think he might have done it too soon. But <laughs> yeah, he got too cocky. He had like a good day with his tutor. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. I like when two things or one thing has two names. That's always like a nickname for something horrible. Like, oh yeah, you could either call it um, the battle that killed a million or. <laughs> Or like Johnny's elbow, just some like cute nickname. <laughs> right. The oh, War of wow. Jenkins here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's probably what I'm thinking of. That yeah. was real one, huh? Where Jenkins lost Jenky lost his ear. Yeah. The War of Jenkins ear. I just I don't remember what what happened. I want, you know, I want to say Jenkins got his ear cut off. He was <laughs> pretty upset. They fought about a war it. to get revenge on the people who cut Jenkins' ear off. <laughs> I do think that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, really? I figured it must have been after the fact they called it that. But if that was the cause of it, you could probably name wars ahead of time if you knew the cause. <laughs> you're, you're saying like in the meetings when they're deciding to go to war, they're already, already talking about what to call it. Right. Well, no, because this, don't do that because that wouldn't make for a very good name. It's like the best military tactic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Are you thinking about the name at all? (laughs) Clearly not with that strategy. This is groundbreaking strategy. Nobody's ever done this. This is going to cause world peace in three years. Yeah, but it's called, I don't have any good examples. The war of I don't have any good examples. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know any of the other dumb named wars, but the war of Jenkins here has always stuck out like a sore ear to me. Yeah. I think a lot of people were doing the ear business after that too. I think people were like, oh, right, ears. Let's put more ears in names. And I think a lot of country towns were doing ear-based street names. So-and-so's ear, Boulevard. Really? Pig's ear. Oh, yeah, different animals' ears. Yeah, bear's ear, creek. Bear's ear, creek? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, or like, maybe I'm thinking of neck. Neck made it into the names. A lot of, yep. Hog's Neck Lane. Hog's Neck, Back River Neck. Frog's uh, Neck, I think, is in there. Broke Neck. Broke Neck Yes, Mountain. Broke Neck Mountain. That was the sequel. Two straight guys went out in the woods. Um, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I don't know. Any other body parts making it into names? I think you're just a few years, mostly necks. Arm, but the arm is, isn't really talking about a human's arm. You got... Glen arm and all those different arms. Right. That's like an arm of a, of a what? A river? Right. I don't yep. know. I don't, I don't even know if rivers have arms, but. Uh, yeah, they got, I think a lot of body parts in the rivers. Yeah. The leg of the river. Yeah. Go no, down to the leg of the of river to pray. Noses. Oh, the nose of the river. Yeah. <laughs> no, nose is not making it. I don't think there's any wars about noses. Oh, war of the noses, uh, roses. Oh, the days of wine and noses. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no, there's no, not a lot of streets named with noses in there. I don't think either. Pig's feet way. You could hear a couple country towns being pig feet. Pig's feet way, no. No? No. Dog leg left. Dog leg left, no. (laughs) 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 
Man, yeah. Um, oh, you know what it probably was? Like you said, the arm of the river. Then people were like, oh, you know what? The people down the road started putting body parts in it. And you're like, no, idiot, that was from the river. Next thing you know, like 30 oh. different streets are, you know, such and such toes. Right. Bill Stevens' lips. Road. <laughs> I do like Jenkins. Jenkins' ear is a very, I don't know, it's just a nice. Great ring to it specific somebody's name and then a body part it's a it's the perfect guy to have his ear be featured to jenkins ear yep right yeah if it was somebody else i don't even know if they have the war you know (laughs) (laughs) right and that was a i think that was a strategy in its own like make sure it's all people whose names wouldn't fit as a good war name okay gotcha and that's that was like the judgment for who got into the army i think or like, yeah, if you're if you are kind of a pirate or whatever, I don't know who cut off Jenkins' ear in the first place, but let's say it was somebody who didn't want there to be a war, right? And you know, then everybody's giving him shit after the war starts. Like, yeah, you couldn't have cut off Johnson's ear or somebody else. You had to go for <laughs> Jenkins, <laughs> right? The guy whose name would clearly make the best war name, right? You're no it's, pacifist. Nah, you know, right. this is all on your head. You know, right. Is does Pickett's charge even happen if his name is McPhee? Right. McPhee's charge. No way. No chance. I don't think that happens. So, yeah, I think. Right. So the guys in the meeting room are like, all right, well, look, Pickett worked his way up. I'm sorry, but we have to go through. We're naming this one ahead of time. Right. And then on the other token, (laughs) McPhee's in there going like, all right, guys, we're going to do this charge. And they're like, I don't know, McPhee's charge? I don't know. I'm not worried about that. I'm just trying to keep us alive at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. McPhee's charge. That's a a real, that's rich. Get this guy out of here and they just execute him. (laughs) (laughs) Name that its own war. McPhee's execution. (laughs) Yeah. A whole, and then I think anybody who got executed for that cause, what would they do? They would write a whole fictional war around that guy and be like, all right, give this to the fiction guys. That's good. Let them run with that. Yeah. And McPhee's family's like, no, he really was killed. This is bullshit. You know, the rules of everything is fair and fiction and war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as the old saying goes <laughs> that's what they're saying when the family shows up to be like this is a disgrace what you've done to my son's memory everything is fair and fiction and war yeah. but yeah i think plenty of those mistakes probably happen throughout history where you're like okay the arm of a river the and then people are like oh body parts are in names now and then just a whole thing happens all types of mistakes throughout history guarantee based simply around the double meaning of words and other similarly similar level just botches like just oh words mean different things a whole weird subculture created yeah i think that that does happen all the time that's how languages get started too you know right just mistakes yeah somebody just starts mispronouncing a thing and just continues mispronouncing it and then they move to a different part of town and then they're they keep mispronouncing that same thing and telling their kids that same thing and then pulling guns on people until they start talking that way <laughs> exactly <laughs> kids kids grow up become older than them 
<laughs> they pass the guns on to them and the cycle continues. <laughs> the cycle continues. <laughs> <laughs> it's a proud day in a father's eyes when his son becomes older than him. <laughs> it is, yeah. And then eventually, yeah, you hold up enough people at gunpoint and then just tell them, <laughs> hey, you got to start telling everybody you're speaking a new language. <laughs> That's how languages get started. <laughs> <laughs> right you hold him up hand him a piece of paper that explains that make him read it to you and then explain to him that yes hearing it auditorily helps you remember things you're very calmly saying that with a gun to him oh yeah learning with a while uh you know under duress seems like a really nice thing like when you know like you get captured you're behind enemy lines but then for whatever reason they start trying to teach you their their ways <laughs> i think i could really focus <laughs> yes they should slip in, write some regular tutoring. They're like brainwashing you into believe what they believe. <laughs> just quick geometry lesson. You're like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I never understood geometry so well. A guy's got an AK-47 to your head. It's <laughs> what we're famous.